Um, obviously, they're without Vaughn Miller, who is, you know, one of the premier players in this game uh, and of his generation, and that's a significant loss. But that happens some in this game, and I'm sure um, that they are ready to close ranks and, 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 and individual players are ready to step up. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the locker room. Good morning. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch, and uh, you're in the locker room, and it's uh, uh, scouting report day. It's and, a glorious day, yeah, my friend. Yeah, it's a glorious day. And uh, uh, Mike Tomlin was talking about Von Miller, and if I was – the right tackle, uh, Chooks. I've been celebrating that Von Miller is not okay. playing. Now he's done it before, yeah, remember? Yeah. But glory days. Glory. Yeah. The point about. Well, I'll go back to the story. Remember when uh, we were playing Buffalo Bills? I got shoved out the tackle, right? Because right. on account of there were some injured guys. Right. So Bruce Smith, the great legendary Hall of Famer, defensive end for the Buff Bills. On Monday was questionable. Yeah. On on Thursday he was ruled out. And I remember a reporter stuck a you know mic in my face in the camera, right? And he goes, "So what do you think about Bruce? You know, not being able to play, and you're gonna." And I said, "You know, I looked right in the camera, and said, you know, I I really am disappointed because you know it was an opportunity to play against the best. You want to play against the very best. You want to do what you can. You know, you want to test your skills against the best. You know, going on and on like that. Then they clicked you're off the lying. camera. Well, they clicked off the camera. Right? I turned around. You're standing right behind me. What'd you say to me? I said." Nice lie. Yeah, liar. Liar. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, thank goodness he's not playing. <laughs> yeah, that was a nice, nice, uh, put up a nice front there. Right, but, you right. know, how you, well, what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Von Miller uh, is in a cast, and I saw a picture of him uh, with his, uh, uh, on a couch and his foot elevated. Uh, Doing I, the Rocky Mountain yeah, salute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that. I don't get that. Uh, I, I think that uh, I heard that he was three months out. He says three to six months is the official thing. He said he's leaning towards three, but three to six is the range they give him for the operation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so... All uh, I know is it ain't happening this weekend. So Yeah, so Jeremiah Atachu is uh, taking his place. uh, And... uh, I always want to say, Jeremiah, God bless you. Yeah. (laughs) It just it just kind of rolls out there, Chalucci. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, one of the what do you think about this guy? He's a he's a good player. You think he's not a great player, but he's a good player. Uh, you know, uh, he's a journeyman. Yeah, seven years in the league. Okay. Uh, yeah, and uh, uh, he's a. Does he get up the field guy? Is he a yeah, one yeah, trick pony? Yeah, what do you got? he's got. He's a good. I'm the still field. waiting to get my NFL Network yeah. uh, film thing, so I'm I'm a little behind my films today. I think hopefully I'll be able to get bag it today. Yeah, um, he's a is above field guy, and um, he's not a great pass rusher. Well, that's good. I mean, uh, because let's face it, you don't want some great pass rushers. One of the things you got to understand too is think about this: they're not at mile high. Right. You know, that's the first greatest benefit. Yeah. Because no matter what anybody says, I don't care if you sit there and tell me, well, you know, the altitude thing in that big. You ask Melvin Gordon when he checked in from San Diego and he went to training camp in Denver and he struggled all through camp and says, you know, I'm really having problems with this altitude thing. He says, but they tell me when we go back to playing at normal, not sea level, but, you know, normal 
you know, two, three, whatever it is. He says, uh, it, they tell me you don't get tired. He says, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. So we played in Denver a bunch of times. Uh, we played in uh, two playoff games. Right. We won the first playoff game in 84 uh, that uh, advanced us to the AFC championship game with the Miami Dolphins. Right. Um, but did you struggle with the altitude? <laughs> yeah. You know I did. When Chuck made that big speech, oh, don't worry about it, because it's a known, it's a fact that if you are in Mile or Denver, less than 48 hours, the altitude doesn't affect you. And we came out. And we played, you know, and they went through the warm-ups. And I remember I, I just couldn't catch my breath, it felt like. Right. You know, and I staggered up to Walt Evans, our strength coach. I said, Chuck lied. He yeah. lied. I can't breathe. Now, you catch your wind, your second wind, as it right. were. But, you know, when you when you first get up there, it's a lung locker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, one, one of the things that I felt uh, was uh, uh, the heart-pounding. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, you know, I, I also felt... Uh, the altitude, but I didn't make it an issue. Yeah. I you try not to. I, yeah, yeah. You don't want to dwell on it because yeah. if you dwell on it, it gets bigger. <laughs> you know, and, and, and Denver, when we played in the 89 playoffs, they did the hey, hey. Right. That was the first uh, uh, football team uh, of the football stadium to do that. Well, they used to do the mile high stomp that I remember back in 84. Remember they'd stomp their feet. Yeah, and it would and I, shake. I would. Ne- I never forgot the feeling when we were standing. We were on that final drive, and the crowd was just going bonkers, and they were doing that mile high stomp, and we could feel the vibration of the stomp under our feet at, at midfield. We're in yeah. the huddle at midfield. You could feel that vibration. It was crazy. Eighty nine or eighty four. Eighty four. Yeah. Eighty four. Man, it was so loud. And we beat them. And they were uh, chanting, "Bring on Marino! Bring, yeah, bring on, on Marino!" The fish. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So the fact is, you know, there's a there's a long history with, you know, Denver Broncos and you know, Love Em Orange and all that stuff or whatever they called it, you know. Um, but we certainly, uh, you know, we've had some great battles with those guys when right. they came to Three Rivers. Uh, had some, oh man, Rulon Jones. Oh, he was my kryptonite. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I hated. I shouldn't say I hated him. Uh, I disliked him. <laughs> he was a great player. Yeah. Uh, he was just somebody that really gave me. Fits. He was like Gumby. He was indeed. You know, he was built like Jr. Reminds me of Jr. But he was quicker. Jr. Goodman. John, John Goodman. Goodman. Yes. And uh, you know what? It was just part hard. of our draft class. Yeah. It was hard to get a beat on him. You know. Yeah. I mean, he just he just was. He was good. Good player. Yeah. Got nothing but respect for Rulon Jones. Great All right. Uh, Rulon Jones, uh, you know, one of the things he'd, he'd give you a chest. Nah. He didn't. Not me. Yeah. You know, now you had better accuracy with the chest thing. Um, with it, with me, he kept turning, and I'd get pieces of him, and he was six seven, so he'd go over the top sometimes, and right. if I was late on my punch, I got in trouble, which yeah. I did on, on, a, on a couple of occasions. Number, yeah, number of occasions. So it was, it was, you know, it was just one of those things that just drive you crazy. Who was the inside linebacker that uh, uh, Mecklenburg, Mecklenburg, Carl Mecklenburg? Carl Mecklenburg. Yes, he and, was and we, uh, uh, when we played him at home, right? We focused on him, and he. Do you remember all the yeah, rules, the yeah, aberration to yeah. the, the 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 set rules we had? You know, we go out there and and. They changed everything. Right. And Webby's making calls left and right to 
accommodate for the Mecklenburg, fact. Mecklenburg. Yeah, exactly. Mecklenburg rules. We got this. We got that. And he ran wild. And yeah. so the next time when we played him again, they, and he said, no, we're going to stick to our basic rules. That's it. And then all of a sudden. And was, we and we, we played him better that oh, way. Yeah, we, we in 89. Yeah, 89. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, even even there was an interim somewhere in between there, too. We played at Three Rivers before the 89. But anyhow, all regardless, right. um, the fact of the matter is the Steelers got the Broncos coming, and this is not uh, a great Broncos team. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, their their tor- turmoil. Uh, they they have lost they three straight losing seasons. Yes. Yeah, and uh, um, one of the things uh, uh, I think is uh, it's good that we are, we're not over there, right? Because of the altitude. Yes. Uh, and it's good because we're not over there because of the crowd noise. <laughs> yes. And Two good things. Well, really wouldn't matter because right now everything's on a 70 decibel level, which is, is uh, what, was it Al Michaels that said is like a loud cocktail party? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, you think about it. Arrowhead, right? Some of the loudest stadiums, Chaluch, we've been to. Arrowhead. Right. Seattle, right? Mile high. My high, or the new stadium is not as loud as, as the old stadium. Right, right, right. I don't right, right. recall it being, but certainly it's still loud. But if you think about the Guinness World Book of Records of uh, sound decibels that was set at Arrowhead was 142.2 decibels. I mean, that's twice what, you know, they're having uh, dialed up with the crowd noise now at 70. You know, Buffalo was uh, loud, too. Buffalo was very loud. Yeah. You know, and the part of the problem with Buffalo is it's down in a bowl. You yeah. Know, that's like down into the ground. And uh, as we know, the wind would whip off that lake, and it was crazy. Do you re- remember when the, uh, the national anthem and the guy, the color guard was uh, uh, the uh, uh, flags were blowing down? Yes, absolutely. It was like they were flapping hard in the wind. Um, the whole thing about it is, you know, as we, we look at this game, Chaluch, um, you got a young quarterback. Well, right. which way are, are you starting offense or defense here? I'm going to start defense. Okay, let's start yeah. with defense. You talked about Bradley Chubb. Yeah. All right, Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb blew out an ACL last year, and uh, he's – it looks like he's – you think he's a little bit tentative? Now, again, yeah, yeah. you've seen it. Yeah. I haven't seen it. All the reading I've done is all about they're saying, well, he started complaining about tendonitis coming out of camp right. in his knee. Yeah. And it sounds to me like he's not fully back from right. that ACL not, not reconstruction. Fully, not fully healthy. Okay. Uh, now, this is a guy who's very talented. This is a guy who set a, a rookie record, what, 12 sacks in yeah. his rookie year. Second year comes back, and then he blows out the ACL. Um, he's had a whole year to have that thing get strong, but you know what? Some guys just it takes a while. It takes right. a few bumps and bruises along the way to have confidence in it. So you know he's a he is a really good pass rusher, but uh, the ACL last year, and he's favoring that leg this year. Yeah. So I wonder how much that's going to slow him because what he had fifty nine snaps or something like that. In the last game, and they said he really didn't do much. Did yeah. you see? What did you see? I, I didn't see any Is sacks. he a bull rusher? Yeah. What's he do? Uh, he's an upfield guy. Up the field guy. Yeah. So if he has got speed like that, and if you plant on that knee and you don't have confidence, number one is you're not going to get the good dip and rip, right? Right. I right. mean, what, what's, what happens if you plant on that knee that's surgically reconstructed and bend and everything, and you don't have the power to rise up out of it? 
you get a guy can punch you down to the ground. Right, 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 right. Uh, and and you know what the the uh, Broncos uh, the defense the no fly zone is not the no fly zone anymore. <laughs> To put this gently, in terms that we understand, the no-fly zone is not exactly the no-fly zone because there's been some things flying around, has it? Yeah. Uh, As as it were, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So So, uh, we're going to, after the break, we're going to – We're going to continue on. We're going to do the scouting report with the three defensive linemen. And uh, Let me ask you this. If you got Itachu and you got Chubb, you got Malik Reed is is the third guy, number fifty nine, is the backup linebacker, I believe. Yeah. Um, the pass rush isn't anything like it. It was, you know, a couple no. of years ago. Von Miller makes a pass rush because yeah. Von Miller is going to make everybody good, including Chubb. Yeah. Right, but Von Miller's gone. Chubb is having issues with his reconstructed knee, and you got a journeyman. I think is your lead sacker. Or, you know, tied for the lead, you know, right. with like one or something uh, in Atachu. So I like the fact, you know, that, that there's not a lot of heat in the kitchen here. Yeah, so uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, and uh, he's Wolf, I'm Tuncher in the locker room, 412-919-1316. We'll be back after this. Bradley Chubb uh, is a quality outside linebacker that plays opposite of Vaughn, uh, who missed some time last year himself due to injury. Um, is a really talented guy. He's a really tough guy to deal with. Um, really big and really athletic for the position. Um, has some measurables that we compared very similarly to Bud Dupree. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, Mike Tomlin's talking about Bradley Chubb. Uh, and he's a, he's a very good pass rusher. But he had an a- a- ACL last year. Uh, exactly so. And, uh, and he's favoring that. Uh, Wolf, you have a bone to pick yes, with some Yes, i got to throw something out here, Chalucci. Yeah. You know, yesterday we had a veritable walking mass unit of players out of practice. Ten guys, right? Pouncey, Ben, Juju. I mean, some were coaches' decisions. Yeah. Some were due to having a little tweak and this and that. But today, or actually, I should say, wait a minute. That was Wednesday. Thursday, all right, guys were back yesterday. Eight out of ten came back. Right. All right? Yeah. But two didn't. All right, and that would be DeCastro, and that would be Steph Wisniewski. But here's what bothers me, okay? 
All right. Who is it? Chris Adamski. All injured skill players on offense return to steals. Hello, Chris. Do you know what it's like to take on a 300-plus pounder on a bull rush on third down, my friend? Yeah. With the crowd going bonkers, you can't hear the snap count. You got to go on movement with them. The pressure is all on you. Don't tell me that all skill players catch the football or run with a football or throw the football. That's not skill. Skill is surviving when you got a 300-plus meat eater hanging over you and trying to kill you. That's skill. Skill is technique. It is. Yeah. It is, Chalooch. Yeah. So, anyhow, sorry about that, Chris. I just had to rebuke you, you know, just because on account of the fact that as we as former offensive linemen, right. we stand up for our guys. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, and uh, – and Steph Wisniewski and David DeCastro. They did not practice yeah. yesterday. So, yeah. you know, in all likelihood, and this is going to be interesting. Kevin you know, Dotson. Kevin Dotson should be the man. But we'll talk about him later because we've got to move back to our scouting report, Chalooch. But let's go to the phones before the scouting report. CR in Chicago. CR, welcome to the locker room, brother. I feel this in Chicago. I'm alive and well, and I'll see you guys out too. How the heck you doing this morning, man? We're doing great, man. Getting revved up for the game. How you doing? Oh, man, I, I'm ready. I am so, so, so ready. Uh, this is an exciting uh, year thus far, and it will continue to be exciting uh, based on all the background that we got going on, you know, with this virus and, uh, and all the other good stuff. Uh, I hear you guys on the scouting report, but one of the things I'm 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 kind of concerned about because you there in, in the city. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh is, um, you know, screaming fans, yelling crazy, and, uh, you know, Lambert's lunatics the whole nine yards, but nobody will be in, in the stadium. That's one. Two, they normally have a huge, huge uh, parking lot event uh, prior to the game, right. tailgating and everything. No tailgating. And then three, yep. and then three you've got your, you know, you've got your bars all, all popping all over the, the city and the surrounding areas where people gather. All of this is going to be cut back, man. You got any feedback on on what's going on in the city as a whole, as far as uh, this game is concerned, and people getting together? You know, I I think that people will be on the streets on Sunday. You uh, think? Yeah, I think. Uh, I don't know. And I, uh, uh, you I know think what? A lot of people are going to be home when we walk when we walk from the parking lot. Uh, to the stadium, everybody goes, Wolf, come and try my peppers. Wolf, come and try my... You know, they're my... not going to be there anymore. Nobody's tailgating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Wolf. unfortunate. Wolf, come and try my burgers. But see, at the rate I've gained some weight during this quarantine, yeah, it's a good thing that we're not doing this now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it was flickering towards 3.00. So I have hopes for okay. next week. All right. So, yeah, I don't think we're going to – I think we're going to see watch parties that people are going to have. They're going to congregate in their homes and things of that nature. You know, the, you know, people uh, uh, the, in that parking lot, people come with their TVs. And, uh, but they're not going to allow any of the – They're not going to allow – No, oh, they've, they've already okay. told – you know, oh, that's, that's oh, what I, I didn't know that. I yeah. didn't know that. So the point is, I think – well, you never know about Pittsburghers, but the point is, I think that there's going to be a lack of it uh, this weekend. But however you choose to watch the game, watch the game, root for your team here, baby, and get your mojo going. Yeah, we, we, we're going to do that. I was just curious because you know, I had heard you guys talk about that. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a part of what's going on. It's, it's unique. It, and another thing is good, too, is that, you know, we're playing here at the house and not playing on, on the road. So right. uh, we don't have to be worried about, the, you know, uh, 
the thin air, et cetera, because who was that? We had a defensive guy here a while back that uh, he couldn't play in Pittsburgh. Ryan Clark. Right. Yeah, he had right. blood disorder. Ryan like Clark that, right? had uh, um, sickle cell. Sickle cell. Yes. And, and yeah. he didn't play. Yeah. Right. Well, it darn near killed him. Right. You know what I mean? You remember he got really sick. Yeah, and on the way a... back from, yeah. yeah. So, and uh, thank God it didn't. Thanks so much of Ryan. Ryan and, Clark's uh, a great guy. Yeah, so regardless, uh, yeah, we are here at Three Rivers, and um, as long as the game isn't played up on Mount Washington, which I think is 722 feet above sea level. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll be in good stead. See, we're not up there on the mountain. We're down here. Uh, along the river. So we should be good, CR. All right. Let me give a shout-out to Juan and all the guys out there who called in. I appreciate you guys. appreciate your comments. Uh, good stuff. And uh, we got other people getting ready to call in. So I think we're going to win. I, I think we're going to jump out to, to a lead. We get that lead yep. and, and let our defense uh, control the game. And uh, just maintain. We don't have to do nothing crazy, but just maintain. And I do expect the defense to uh, – to score. Uh, they haven't scored yet, but I do expect them to score. So, anyway, in the meantime, in between time, here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Thank you, CR. All Appreciate right, thank it, you, CR. God bless you. Uh, Stay tight. Keep yeah. your favorite food close by when kickoff yeah, yeah, yeah. happens. Yeah, but but we're not going to have our, our favorite food close by. Well, you know what? Maybe Missy brings her mom bag. We got yeah. snackerations. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go to Nick in Tampa. Nick, uh, welcome to the locker room, brother. Good morning, guys. It's always good to hear you and get your analysis. Uh, and uh, that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to, to ask a few questions and get a, some insight from you guys. How you doing uh, today, Nick? Huh? I'm doing real well. You know, it's, all right. It's a it's a swim day for me, Wolf. I, it's, it's one of the ways I I try to lose weight is I come out here and swim a few laps. Had a boy. So, uh, right. Way to go. So in between. In between laps, I'm out here talking to you guys, so talk for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come ahead there, brother. What you got? All right. Uh, so the right side of the Steelers' offensive line is changing up a little bit, and I want to know, is, from your perspective, is there going to be a speed bump, a road grader, or a uh, road block? So you know what? Uh, mm. Shelby Harris, uh, former Raider, he is a run stuffer. And uh, 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 Jarrell Casey is a good player. Yeah, uh, but Jarrell Casey's on uh, uh, on uh, Big Al, and and, and uh, Matt Filer. Uh, but Draymond Jones is uh, come on late the last season. He's a good player, and Jeremiah Atachu. He's only he's got their one and only sack. Uh, right. And the uh, thing I wonder about Jarrell Casey, if I'm if I'm uh, you know got Denver. I, I, I would move him around. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy that you move around and you kind of like, um, let's find the pigeon. You yeah. Know how it is when they, they put their uh, best pass rusher around over a guy that uh, they think, you know, it's kind of like, oh, I must be the pigeon. Yeah. Jarrell Casey's sitting over me. I That's what I'm wondering if they would do because he is obviously one of their weapons. So M- Mike Purcell is, the, uh, is a run stuffer in uh, nose card. Uh, and Jarrell Casey is a pro bowler. Uh, he's their best defensive lineman. Five-time pro bowler. Yeah, he's explosive. Uh, he's got a high motor. He's got a great so, effort. So what you're asking is Kevin Dotson coming in the lineup. What's it going to be like, right? Yeah, him and Chooks, really. Well, absolutely. But Chooks at least has got a few starts under his belt. 
All right, the one thing you've got going for you that's excellent is the fact you got Marquise Pouncey right next to you. He'll direct traffic. He's going to be a great sanctuary for both those guys. But Kevin Dotson's got to be able to bring it. I would think. Yeah. I would think if, if it's going to be Dotson, we don't know, but we're speculating. If it's Dotson, number one, you're going to have, I would think, the opportunity to kind of, you know, simplify the game plan a little bit. Take on his strengths. His strengths are going to be going mano a mano on guys. Right, yeah, he's yeah. He's a strong road grader and guy. Get so after him. He's a mano a mano on Shelby Harris. Right. And that's a, that, that's a good matchup. Absolutely. I think yeah. it's a good matchup. Yeah. You know what? It's Hey, it, it is that time. you got to stand up. If you're called on, you got to go, baby. Yeah. You know, so he's going to have some of those you know moments where you're like, eeks. You know what I mean? You have those. Every young guy has them. It's unfortunate that he might have to start so early. But at the same time, sometimes these baptisms by fire give uh, an opportunity to a guy to come along at a faster clip than he normally would. Uh, do you keep Vance in or maybe the fullback to uh, help those guys? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm i not sure, um, uh, Nikki, uh, because I'm not sure they need help. I don't think Chooks and Al are going to have. Yeah. And again, you know, I don't want to put the whammy on them. Right, okay? right, 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 but, right. You know, you sit here and say, uh, I don't think we're going to have to max protect. I think that Chooks and, and Al will line up very good. Remember, Chooks took on Von Miller and did very right. well Last, at mile high, yeah, yeah. you know, with the crowd noise. And here you're going to have the snap count. You can hear. It's not a problem. Uh, you're going to be able – you don't have Von Miller. Uh, you have a, a, a hurt Bradley Chubb. So I, I like what we got thus far, uh, but the, let me just put it this way. Win on first down. Win on first down and make sure that you get yourself into those makeable third downs creates that ability that you don't get overwhelmed on third down. If, you get third, if you're pl- constantly throwing on a third and nine, third and 11, you're going to be in trouble all day. And, uh, you know, they, they have a very aggressive thing. Uh, uh, Three four defense. They the, they they run blitzes and, uh, uh, but they didn't have any sacks like yeah, except for one. one. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't think they got as much ammunition as they've had in the past. Uh, hopefully, we can take advantage. I know that they stocked their defense. Elway talked about the fact he wanted to load up on their defense and have the offense lean on the defense a little bit, but right. that hasn't quite turned out yet. Right. So we'll see. All right. Last question, guys. What's the better song for after the game on Sunday? What's the, what, what is going to describe it better? Uh, another Pleasant Valley Sunday or Running on Empty? <laughs> oh, another Pleasant Valley Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Let's think positive, baby. Right. Huh? All right, I'm with you. Yes. You know, we look forward to this. This could be exciting in the fact you have some new faces. Not necessarily for Ben, do you want to think about having new faces on your offensive line? But, hey, let's see if these young men can stand up to the task given. Right. Them. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I expect them to show up. Absolutely. I expect do well. Chooks to show up. I expect Kevin Dotson to show up. Absolutely. Yeah, because there's – Tough guys. They are. They're tough guys. You got to come out and you got to let her rip now. Yeah. Anything else, Brother Nick? Yeah, that's it, guys. I just want to wish you well and enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the game. Yeah. And right, hey, right. don't seek comfort trying to get some extra non lap times by talking to us, okay? Yeah. Get back after that swimming thing. I got to I gotta come up with another excuse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Thanks. 
Take care. Bye bye. All right. uh, Let's go to the phones. Robbie in Raleigh. Robbie, welcome to the locker room, brother. How you doing? Hey, praise praise the Lord. How you guys doing today? We're doing great, brother. Yes, we are praising along with you. Outstanding. Listen, uh, one thing that concerns me, and maybe you guys can touch on a little bit. I, I I don't know what the correct terminology is. Is Denver's uh, their bootleg action? And their quarterback does very well out of the pocket. Right, Drew Lock. Yeah. What, yeah. What can we do? To, I mean, does it uh, outside linebacker? Do they have to be that disciplined not to be too aggressive? Right. To yeah. In the pocket, or what? What would you guys suggest? Uh, you know, they've got to play contained. You're going to get upfield rush to They've his got a, upfield shoulder. Yeah, upfield shoulder and yeah. play contained. Making sure that probably I would say one of the things you don't want to do is you don't want to spin move, you know, because you don't want your yeah. eyes coming off a lock, that sort of thing. And some of the twists you got to be careful with, you know. But yeah, he, that, that, that scares me. He scares me outside the pocket. To quote the great uh, Mike Merriweather, brother, don't get scared now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got you, man. Hey, listen, before, before last question real quick. If, uh, Tunch and Wolf, if you guys had, if Coach Tomlin called you and gave you five minutes to talk to Dotson, what would you tell him to get prepared for this his first start? What, I'd, what I'd tell him to keep his hands higher than he uh, keeps them uh, and the punch, punch, punch. You yeah. know, th- yeah. there's there's only so much that you can do. The biggest thing would be making sure, and I, I would say this, Robbie, in all honesty, play your game, man. Don't worry about yeah. anything else because one of the greatest things that you can give to a young player is room to breathe and right. let him go do his job. Yeah. Don't overload. Simplify and use the physical God-given tools that you got and and, and do the best with you can. That's Don't why, I, that's why I, I'd coach him up and keep his hands high. Yeah, yeah. because well, he keeps not, his not. hands low. He's, yeah. he's, he's, you got to understand, and this is where we get into discussion. On the inside, close quarter combat is more about wrestling, the combat stand up wrestling. You got to punch, but in this day and age with, with the vertical set, I think these guys are better off with the hanging on. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's outside a different set. animal. Yeah, outside set. So, anyhow, that's our discussion. That's our point. Anything else, brother? Yeah. Yeah, well, it seems like he's built for that. I, I'm excited to see him. I, I think he's going to do a great job. He's a phone uh, booth fighter, man. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pouncey can, Pounce can guide him a little bit by being beside. But listen, hey, thank you guys for taking my call. Always love listening to you guys. Y'all have a great weekend. All right. God bless, brother. You, you God bless you, Robbie. Thank you. All right. All right. Uh, Nathaniel. No, we got to go to break. No, we got to go to break. All right. Uh, we'll take Nathaniel after the break. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm touching you in the locker room. Familiarizing ourselves with this safety tandem, 
really impressive. Uh, both guys are capable of playing in the post. Both guys are capable of spinning down into the box and making plays uh, for their defense. They're very multiple. They're capable of giving you three-man rush, four-man rush, or five or more. Um, they, they have a myriad of zone and man principles uh, on the back end uh, that make it difficult for quarterbacks to operate. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So Mike Tomlin was talking about uh, Kareem Jackson and Justin Simmons. Uh, they're two safeties, and uh, they're both good. They're both good. They b- both can please, uh, play center field. Uh, Kareem Jackson uh, was a corner and moved to safety, and Justin Simmons is a very good safety. He's got great range. Uh, let's go to the uh, phones. Nathaniel in Los Angeles. Uh, Nathaniel, how are you doing? Is the fires close to your house? Um, actually, not not really. Good. Uh, it's getting better. Praise God. Uh, All right. Yeah, it's getting better. You know, the uh, actually, that's because there's nothing else up there to burn. Mountains have been, you know, completely stripped oh my of goodness. all the vegetation. So it's, it's. I mean, you know, it's, it's not the the best case scenario, obviously. Uh, but you know, I guess it it had to end that way because if it, you know, there's there's just too many places up there where that you can't access. You know, right. You know, so it just you know, but you know, there's also you have to think about all the wildlife and stuff like that that's up there. True. That, you know, but True. I guess it's in its nature, so you know. All right. So, what you thinking, but, Nathaniel? Huh? About this weekend? Well, well, I'm very confident on this weekend, but just based on what I saw, you know, Monday night. I mean, anytime Ben has more rushing yards than Saquon Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. You nice. Know, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, you know, they. I, I'm. I'm really confident that we're, you know, we're, we're going to do well, you know, in this game. I mean, we shook off a little bit of the rust. There's going to be more this week. The thing is, is I was really impressed with, you know, with Benny being able to come in, you know, after James, you know, went down right, and, and carry the load. Yes. Um, that's, that's really encouraging because, I mean, I really would like to see James really, really do well. You know, the poor guy is always getting dinged up right. somewhere or another, but. I really want to see him do well, but at least we know that we have some quality depth behind them. Right, right. You know, at the run, at the running game, and uh, the receivers. You know, I, I thought once you know Dante got off to a little rough start, but you know he kind of settled in there a little bit, and you know I think we're going to have a a, a really really uh, good team this year. I really, I really. You know, I'm excited, Nathaniel. I think you're highlighting some things. Everybody got better as the game went along, right? You know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And those yeah. those mistakes that were big at the beginning, you know, like Deontay muffing the punt, and so forth, and missing a an RPO call. Uh, at the same time, mm-hmm. he didn't let that set him back, nor did he go and as Mike Tomlin likes to say, seek comfort. He didn't tank. No, he didn't tank. You know, and he and he kept no, battling he back. Juju came up and made big plays. Yeah. You know, and like you yeah. said, Benny Snell was so good. Yeah. I'm excited about what this young man can do moving forward, but it's about Ben. Ben getting everybody loaded and going forward 
And I, I, I think that if he can pick up where he left off, hopefully get a fast start here, right? it, it, it portends good things coming up. Yeah, and he's got a great arm. And, it, and yes. he's, he said that his elbow is the only thing on his body that doesn't hurt. Right, exactly. So that's a relief. <laughs> yeah, that's a good that's a good thing. Yeah. So I you know, like I said, you know, and even though the you know the you know the fans and things are, you know, not going to be there, that gives the the, the team, you know, a, a a better opportunity to focus on themselves and their craft. No you doubt know, about it. Uh, because you don't have you don't have that. So you got to you got to rely on your own inner inner abilities and, you know, things and not the, you know, the fodder from the crowd or whatever. Let me tell you something, Nathaniel. I didn't think it would be a big deal until we were watching practice in Heinz Field with only like six media members and everybody's out of the field and you're sitting up there and you're listening to Mike yell at guys, you listen to guys yell at guys, you listen to all kinds of conversations, you're like going... This is different. Yeah, this is <laughs> definitely different. You, you can hear the conversations. Yeah. I could. Yeah, I mean it's this. I mean it's a long time coming, but you know it is what it is, and you know we'll deal with it, and we're gonna we're gonna do well. And you guys have a great weekend. Enjoy the game. Thank and you, brother. May you be safe it. out there, my friend. Yeah, may you be safe. Yes. Uh, right. Lord, Lord protect you, yeah. Nathaniel. Nathaniel. Thank yeah. you, man. All right, you guys too, brother. God bless All you. All right. Um, do you think they're they're gonna play? Um, What's that, Renegade? Renegade? <laughs> how how could they? I mean, they can't play it real loud. Well, I think and how they, does Renegade go like, um, you know, soft without the crowd? It'd be like Muzak, yeah. <laughs> you know, like elevator music. But I I think they they play Renegade loud, but there's no crowd noise to, to <laughs> jump. In. That's you know that's a very interesting question, right? Really, I mean, when you think about it. Well, you're thinking, all right, they're playing noise. And at what point do you say, well, you can't play that because, well, this is a home stadium, right. a home game. Yeah. You should be able to play it. Do yeah. you have to get like a modified version, like Welcome to the Jungle? You know, you'd hear with the dentist's office, you know, somebody doing, Welcome to the Jungle. Well, that's <laughs> Welcome to the Jungle is no, Bengals. No, I know, but I mean, I'm talking about, I've heard that as Muzak, you know, the stuff you hear in elevator music, Mu- you know, where it's, it's kind of like toned out. Yeah, they call it Muzak. What, what, uh, it's I, like you take a you take a song and yeah. you like tone it down to where it's like you know melodious and stuff. Yeah, you know, so like it could be played uh, for kids, you know. Yeah, and I've heard like Welcome to the Jungle, where it's like almost or- like there's an orchestra playing the thing. They're going, well, that doesn't sound like that doesn't you know, sound right. right. Yeah. So I was wondering, could you tone it down? No, renegade. no, renegade is go- loud well, and then, okay, proud. Okay, so you're the guy. You're the guy there with the, on the volume control. All right, Hinesfield. Yeah. Do you dial it up past seventy? I dial it Chan, up past a hundred. And Gailey said, "Yeah, you got some. You got some home. Uh, some homer back there. Got the knob on the volume control, and he turns it up on third down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can you see that happening? Yeah, <laughs> I, I can see you doing I that. Tie, I, I turn it up to a hundred. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. See, for me, this is, again, this is all, all part of the new thing. We're going to be there, going to be watching it. No crowd, nothing to speak of. Now, did you notice that the Titans are going to have uh, some people coming in in October? The uh, you're gonna They're going to uh, allow some people in. It's interesting because some stadiums are allowing, you know, six, 7,000 people yeah. in. It seems to me, 
You know, it seems like if you're going to allow six or seven, you ought to go 20. Right. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I think that people would come. Right. You know, but uh, regardless, the, the fact of the matter is, you know, however they do it, right now this weekend coming in, um, I'm excited for this game because looking at what the Steelers have been through and right. what, you know, the quarantine and everything else, this is so exciting just to have some NFL action going. Right. And uh, I, I don't know, Chaluch, but I like the fact that Denver's defense is not as wired up as it has been yeah. in the past. it's not the no-fly zone anymore. Yeah, exactly. And so maybe we do a little flying. You think Ben starts to heat things up? Remember when uh, they uh, the defense, the Denver defense, was a no fly zone, right. and Ben threw for five touchdowns against them. Oh yeah, yeah. When was that? Oh that my was, gosh, I, I, that was about four was years that five? ago. Yeah, that four was. Years. Yeah, yeah, he lit him up. Yeah. Well, it would have to be what four years ago, right? Because that's they play every four years. Right. I don't know. I can't remember. All right. uh, uh, (laughs) We're going to have our good buddy, Rob King, the play-by-play guy. Kinger's coming on with us. Yeah. Talk a little bit of Denver Broncos and what what it's like to be in an empty stadium. Right, right, uh, right, right, right. right. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch, and you are in the locker room. We're going to be talking to Rob King right after this. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, we're starting hour two, and we've got a great guest, our good buddy, Rob King, who's doing the play-by-play this week. Rob, welcome to the locker room. Oh, Tunch and Wolf, happy to be here. How you doing, guys? Good. You're doing fantabulous, brother, and it's so great to have you in the locker room because right. uh, this is the only time we can get in the locker room anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the virtual locker room. Yes, exactly so. Kinger, as you look at this game, one of the most daunting things I think we got to come to grips with is, is going to be how odd it feels with nobody in the stands. Right. Yeah, it's going to be strange. You know, it, it's funny, I was looking at, around the NFL and, and even uh, in the game notes, you know, the Steelers record at home openers and stuff like that. I'm wondering, does it even really matter? I mean, you guys would know that more than I, right? I mean, what is the biggest part of home field advantage? And, and you guys would be better equipped to, to answer this than I. Is it the familiarity of your locker room? Is it, you know, spending the night um, at your own house the night before, uh, you know, versus, is it the screaming crowd and, and, and everybody giving you that momentum and that energy? Um, I don't know. I, maybe I wonder if home field advantage will count for almost nothing this year or whether those other things, the, the first category, the comfort in the locker room and all that um, is enough of a home field advantage to make it a home familiarity with the, the stadium having been there. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know the answer to that. You know, uh, Rob, it's all of the above. Uh, it's the familiarity with the uh, uh, the locker room. It is uh, uh, now you don't stay at home. You stay in a lot. You stay in a hotel. Right. You still uh, go the night before. You, you game. still you you know you still go to the hotel before the night. But the you're night familiar before. with the hotel. Yeah. Right. You know. Right. I mean, it's right. not a problem. Sure, sure. Yeah. 
And the other thing about it is I think it's the timely response of the fans. At times, when they're really loud, they can interrupt the communication signals and so forth of the opposite team. And there's still the live energy of the fans pulling for you. And there's there's really Renegade. Yeah. Well, okay, here's the question. Rob, do they fire off Renegade in the fourth quarter? I think they fire off. Touch says they do. I don't know how you do that. Absolutely, I think you do. Well, Wolf and I were joking, Tunch, yesterday when we were talking that, you know, sometimes the home crowd gets a little restless and you might get some boo birds, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. At home, they might be, <laughs> that ain't happening right now. There, there's nobody up There's nobody up in the audio booth, you know, for a particular stadium. You know, when Cleveland fell behind to Baltimore and, and they did something questionable, there was nobody hitting the boo button. If they did, it was their last day on the job, right? I mean, you know, so... So it's going to be it's going to be uh, strange, and we didn't hear much of the crowd noise um, on on uh, last Monday night. So right. it's interesting to hear what it sounds like when we're there in person and hearing the stuff uh, piped through the through the loudspeakers. Rob, I was thinking some of the things we were talking about yesterday, storylines coming up to this game, and one of them, obviously, you know, as we were talking about, is the right side of the Steelers line, how interesting that's going to be to see how this unfolds. Look, I know that Ben, above all people, wants his guys there. You know what I mean? You want uh, Zach, but Zach and, and, and uh, Chooks were virtually in a, in a runoff together, you know? Right. But you certainly, right. the thought of not having Dave DeCastro again right. is problematic. And so when you get young guy next to a young guy, the only thing you say is the mitigating circumstances. You got Marquise Pouncey there, and he's going to direct tra- traffic. But I think, in my mind, that's the number one thing I'm looking for. It's going to be interesting. And, and um, you know, I think, you know, when we looked at the Giants, um, I think the unquestioned strength of that defense was their front three. Right. Um, not that they ha- don't have some decent players around there, but, you know, this, this Broncos defense is a little bit better, a little bit more better. Right. Even with A.J. Boye out, um, even with some of the injuries they've had in this team. And this has been – the Broncos, believe me, they're not going to feel sympathetic to the Steelers. They've got guys <laughs> banged up. You know, Juwan Jones, their, their right tackle, uh, opted out for the year. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he, he was supposed to be their stalwart at right tackle. He's only played three games for him. Wait a minute. Um, wasn't there a significant number that he signed for, if I recall? Yeah. Four years, $51 million. Oh, and he opted out. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that hurts. But – you know, when, when you look at it, you know, the back end, Jackson and Simmons are really good safety. Right. Um, you know, you're, Callahan's a pretty good corner. I think they like uh, Ojemudia, the, the rookie. He is a rookie. Um, but, you know, that, that bears to mind. Alexander Johnson, I think, has become kind of a run stuffer. And, yes, you're missing Von Miller, but you still have Bradley Chubb, who you have to deal with. So, if, if the Steelers can run the ball with that young offensive line and obviously get yourself into favorable down and distances, that always helps you as an offense. But if you have some trouble running the ball, if you have some trouble in pass protection, there are guys beyond that front three or front seven or even front five, if you just consider the middle linebackers, who can make plays and beat you. So I, I think that that's, you know, it always starts up front, but in this game in particular for the Steelers offensively, I think it's going to start, it's going to start up front. Can yeah. you keep those guys off you? And I, I thought the Titans uh, defense did a, or the uh, the Broncos defense did a pretty good job against the Titans in the in the uh, Monday night game. Yeah, they stopped the run. Uh, right. Yeah, they exactly. they stopped the run. Uh, one of the things that uh, I'm nervous about is uh, the the way 
uh, the Broncos are going to run twists on the right side. Uh, you know, they're going to run the uh, ET games, the TE games. And uh, if if they get penetration, uh, it's going to be Katie bar the door. Right. And you do. Right. And then, you know, as much as Mark. And again, this is something you guys could speak to better than I. Um, you know, if Pouncey's directing traffic, um, that's well and good. But if there's a twist game and then maybe you bring a linebacker um, in behind that, uh, I mean, you know, we, we'll see it every week, right, where somebody will fake a blitz and then all of a sudden – and part of that is so that you, the left guard is left isolated or the center is left isolated. He's not blocking anybody, right? You look up and he's looking around for somebody to block. Well, if that happens in something like this, a twist confuses you um, and maybe a linebacker comes and shoots the gap or what have you, um, that could be obviously problematic. And you wonder then – um, would there be more of a of an inclination to to keep a a fullback or a running back in and say, listen, um, you know, and, and, and a lot of plays obviously the the first responsibility of that running back on, in passing down is to block, um, and then you know if you're if you're freed up, you can leak out and become a safety valve and, and part of the and part of the program. But you're either going to have to get rid of the ball really quickly. Um, which goes five wide, or you're going, you know, that sort of thing, or you're going to have to bring, keep somebody in to make sure that they can, they can protect for Ben. And then uh, the other problem becomes on the other side, and Bradley Chubb, first game back, um, wasn't, you know, they thought right. it would be on a kind of a pitch count, wasn't really effective, but we know how good Bradley Chubb is. So if Bradley Chubb suddenly is starting to give Bill and a waiver problems on the left, and you've got, you know, uh, a defense confusing your two young guys on the right, that could be a recipe for disaster. You know, Bradley Chubb looked like he was favoring uh, the uh, uh, the ACL. Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And well, so, he, he came out of camp, like I said. He talked about tendonitis. Right. You know, and if you've got a little bit of tendonitis and – the fact is, for such a young guy, I, I'm trying to remember. Did he did he have a previous knee injury, Kinger? Do you remember? I was trying to remember from the scouting report. No, if he had one in I, high school, somebody had. I, okay. I can't remember who I was reading about. Somebody blew out an ACL in high school, and then it suffered the same injury. And I just I got the you know amalgamated in my gourd. You know, I can't figure out who it was. Uh, the fact of the matter is, Bradley Chubb does not look like the same guy that lit it up when he was a rookie. Right. I mean, he's he right. set a club record with 12 sacks in his rookie year. Well, he's not quite that player now. But, Dad Gummit, you never know when they catch fire and they start feeling confident. Right. That's right. If he can be that guy. Um, and, again, you know, you and I, we were talking about this before the game Monday night off, off, uh, off mic, guys, that, you know, the closer I get to a game – um, the more I can, I can work myself into a worried lather about what the opponent can get, right? You know, so all of a sudden, now the worst case scenario is, oh my God, what happens if they start and twist and get somebody through on the right, and then Chubb becomes Chubb on the left? Yeah. And then, then what are you going to do? Well, you know, the Steelers are they're 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 getting paid and they're pretty good. So, uh, but you know, you, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't bring some of these things up. That um, you know, these kind of things, it, it it's not implausible that that scenario that we've talked about could happen. One of the things I think that's plausible is that you might do a lot of wall rights. Now, obviously, yeah. one of the things, too, is sitting on that other sidelines is a guy by the name of Mike Munchak who seems to know you know, our guys very well when you think about it, right? I mean, he knows right. uh, the anchor, Matt Filer. He knows Al Villanueva. He knows Marquise Pouncey. He knows about 
you know, a lot of the things that they've talked in the past that gave them trouble and so forth. So um, at the same time, I'm wondering how much you start attacking the right side. Maybe you go wall left, but then you come back to the left side. They're going to be going after Al and, and Matt Filer just because they know that they might, you know, tend to favor the right side right now if indeed Kevin Dotson is the young guy getting that start. And, of course, Chuke's making – his first start of the year at right tackle. Do you think uh, Munch is uh, going to focus on uh, uh, tell uh, da, uh, Donatella, uh, Ed Donatella, uh, do you the the offensive line, or do you think he's going to focus on his offensive line because they're not? I'm sure he'll focus on his offensive yeah. line, but you know it, the, what I'm throwing out to Kinger is just the fact that he knows. You know, I'm, it's not like. You know, Vic, Vic Fangio is going to come and go, hey, Munch, you know, what do you think? And, and he's say, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he's going to – he'll give us two cents. <laughs> well, it is interesting, and I, and I do, you know, um, their offensive line, as we mentioned, you know, they've got their own issues. And, uh, you know, you got Bowles and Risner on the left side. They did give a lot of money to, to, um, to, to Graham Glasgow. Uh, they signed him to a four-year deal um, out of Detroit, and they really like – um, and, and I think, again, we talk about the right tackle position, and now they're down to Elijah Wilkinson. Yeah. And, and that, could mean, that could mean a really big game for, for D.J. Watt. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Cushenberry, um, and I'm, I'm trying to watch him as I'm watching some of the tape from the game on Monday, even though that's your guys' deal, not mine. But just as a football fan, I'm curious as to, because they, they drafted him, and Right from the beginning of camp, you know, he's a third-round pick. And you don't think, okay, our third-round center is going to come in and be an immediate starter for us. Yeah, but he, you kind of got the sense early on that they really, really liked him from the beginning. And there's such a thing as getting a steal in the draft. And I, I believe they feel they got a steal in the draft and a, and a potential really, really upper echelon center in this rookie uh, Cushenberry. Yeah, you know what? I think he's a little soft. Uh, I, okay. I, I think Tyson Alu Alu is gonna uh, eat him up. It's gonna be who, interesting. By the way, go ahead. I thought I had a really good game. I, I thought I thought Tyson. Oh yeah, um, yeah. He, yeah. I thought he played a strong game, and we we know that the Steelers. Um, you know, one of the guys. I, I might have been. Well, I don't want to say which one because I, I don't want to get the name wrong. But one of the reporters um, had a piece about the the Steelers only using you know Hargrave and that nickel. Uh, a quarter to maybe a third of the time. So they're not going to get the same amount of snaps. So you're not always going to notice him. But I thought when Alu Alu was in the game, I thought he made a, I yeah. thought he made his presence felt. I thought so too. I think you're exactly on. Look, Cushenberry uh, was, was highlighted by Jarrell Casey. Casey talked and threw platitudes at him, but I haven't seen it yet. Tunch said he looks a little bit soft. If he's soft, I tell you, Tyson Alu Alu is going to eat him for lunch. You know, yeah, if he is, not, I mean, he's yeah. twitchy. I'll, I'll give Casey this. Casey says he's twitchy like the Pouncey brothers. He's got to have some fast twitch. But that doesn't mean that if you're playing soft and you run up against a, you know, a Tyson Alu-Alu who's got a little honked off, uh, I think it's a bad day for you if, if that's the case. Well, it'll be an interesting matchup to keep an eye on, right? Absolutely. Uh, but again, aren't they all? You know, that's right. the beauty of football. <laughs> Aren't they all? I love Look, every you're surrounded by two off- ex-offensive linemen. I mean, fat, fat is where it's at, baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? you got to watch the guys up front. That's the long haul. Yeah, and you do have to worry about it. Speaking of matchups, I think I think if you're uh, Denver, you know, and, and, and look, you know, you go out and you get Boye, and you're like, oh, look, you know, 
we we've improved our secondary. Yeah, but you lost you lost Cliff Harris, right? So right, did right. You, did you really just kind of kind of you know swim in place there? Did you did you really improve? And now Boy is out, and so I mean they're they're signing. Um, I mean uh, Ojemudia, another third round draft right. choice. He is basically your starter now, and so beyond um, beyond the the uh, and you know you were hoping for competition, right? Bryce Callahan's going to be your corner. Okay, that's fine. Now who's going to be your nickel? Who's going to be your dime? Well, all those things get affected because now all of a sudden the guy you were kind of hoping is going to be the nickel. Now he's a starter. Right. Now a, a guy you don't necessarily, maybe you don't want to be playing is going to become, uh, a, you know, your nickel. Now that your other guy is going to become your dime. Right. So I, I just don't know if, um, I don't know how the depth of their secondary is going to be able to hold up. Again, we'll find out. Um, and again, you know, when you take Von Miller out, they they just signed you know Anthony Chickalow. Right. Uh, well, so that's right. they are Chick looking got signed by them. Yeah, okay. they're looking for some pass rush on the other side. I mean, Von Miller. You know, I mean, you know, take uh, again. Knock. I don't even want to say a name. Take take a take a big pass rusher out of the Steelers' uh, uh, defense. I don't want to. I don't want to jinx anything and mention a name or any team. Take that guy out, oh. and what does that do for you? Yeah, um, it hurts. You know that. It's a huge ripple effect because not only can that guy get to the quarterback and make plays, but it might allow you to do something behind him or do something on the uh, run a twist on the other side of the field or bring an extra defensive back in because you believe that guy can get to the passer. So it has a it has a trickle down effect to me when you lose a guy like a Miller. Yeah. Thank you, Kinger. We're gonna have to go to break, buddy. But listen, what? Look, we got to go to break, baby. You know, uh, we, let's spend another three hours talking about this. Sunday. We will uh, catch uh, us Sunday. on Sunday, uh, right? Right. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Guys. Looking forward to and being with you, man. Much. This will be great. God bless you, Rob. Are right, we going to take a break? He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in the locker room, and we'll be back right after this. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So we're back. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in the locker room, and uh, we're going to go on to the linebackers. Alexander Johnson was on the practice squad last year, but he's got great speed. How about uh, that? Yeah. I mean, the guy goes from uh, practice squad and everything else. All of a sudden, he's a starter. Yeah, yeah. And he's a, he's a pretty good banger. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, um, you know, he's more of a thumper than Josie Jewell. Uh, Josie's fast also. He's sideline to sideline. And uh, uh, Jeremy Atachu is, uh, uh, you know, the, the right, edge guy. setter. Yeah. But how about Mark Barron? They picked up Mark Barron. Yeah. And they got Anthony Ciccolo. Two yeah. guys that were teammates last year. That's right. Two guys that we had last year, and uh, you know that it, it's uh, it, it's interesting. Uh, you, did Did you see anything of Austin Calitro or Calitro, whatever fifty uh, three? Uh, no, okay. Calitro. All right, Calitro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I you know um, I I wasn't looking, uh, but uh, he didn't show much. Yeah, yeah, didn't show much. All right, let's go to the phones. Juan in South Carolina. Juan, welcome to the locker room. 
Hey, good morning, guys. How y'all doing? Good, brother. Good. How you doing? Doing great. Hey, they shot me in my foot in Denver. They what? They shot me in my foot in Denver. Old Joey Porter called. Oh, this, yeah. When Joey got when Joey got the shot in the butt in yeah. Denver. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that, that's one that I, I I'm sure Joey doesn't want to remember. <laughs> hey, so um, did you guys heard about those those crazy Cleveland fans fighting each other in the game last night? No. No. Yeah, they got a video online. Check when you get a chance. Check it out. <laughs> Good grief. That's craziness. I know. Yeah, the stadium wasn't even full, and you guys don't know how to act, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, the thing about it is I was reading on some an article written about the Tampa Bay-New Orleans Saints game in the Superdome, and they said, you know, what, what you don't realize is that when you go to commercial break or some of the other things, sometimes there's no crowd noise whatsoever. And you can hear everything. They said Byron Leftwich actually was communicating with Tom uh, Brady on the field without even using his headset, just yelling out to him. Yeah, I mean that's 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 weird. That's weird. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> so, uh, you guys think uh, Anthony McFarlane gonna get a hat this weekend? Because he didn't get a hat last weekend. I think he's gonna get a hat. Yeah. Because uh, Anthony McFarland, because, uh, you know, uh, James Conner is not going to. Well, you know, did James well, you know, Conner practice? Practiced. Yeah, yeah so, he practiced. All so, right, so maybe he's not going to get it. But hat. we'll see. You know, we don't know anything. You know, we got to see what ha- falls out today. Right. The biggest thing is wondering who's going to start at right guard. I would imagine we know, but you don't know until it actually it's a go. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Hey, so what, did you weigh in Wednesday? Did, who? Oh, I did weigh in Wednesday. Now, I got to tell you, Juan, I get on the digital scale, right, and it's 301, and I'm looking at the one. The one is flickering. I know it wants to go to zero, right? I can feel it. It wants to go to zero. I'm going, go to zero, please, and it stuck at one, but it was wavering. It's wavering. I'm close. I'm thinking, I'm thinking next hey. week I get back under. Hey, I, I think I think you got the three hundred because you, you left those chocolate chip cookies alone. So I think you got the three hundred <laughs> in my book. Let's not talk about cookies, brother. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you gonna have some food trucks on the field with you Sunday, so don't take advantage of it. Yeah, I know, I know. Eat up a hey, game day. It's anything goes, right? You know, <laughs> all things are <laughs> anything is consumable as long as it's not nailed down. All right, you guys enjoy the game. Have a good weekend. God bless you guys. God bless, brother. Thank you. Thank you. We'll talk to you, man. Juan. Uh, you know, and so uh, AJ Boye is hurt, and I, yeah, I, yeah he's not he going to finish the game, so yeah. he's out. Uh, and uh, as uh, uh, you know, Rob King said, OJ Modia. OJ Modia. OJ Modia. How do you? That's crazy. Yeah. How are you supposed to be able to pronounce yeah, that? Yeah, Devontae Harris. Uh, you know, they got two Illinois State guys. Shelby yeah, I saw Harris that. and Devontae now, Harris. Now, wait a minute. Where's Illinois State in Illinois? Because uh, there's East. It's in Normal. There's West. Uh, Ill- uh, Bloomington, there's Northern in Illinois. Bloomington Normal. 
Where, okay, uh, so, where's that? So, uh, is that in the center part yeah, of the state? Yeah, it's in the, in the middle. Uh, so, uh, uh, Southern Illinois is in Carbondale. Right. Northern Illinois is in uh, McCalb. Uh, I don't know, but they're the Huskies, yeah, right? Yeah, right. And who are the Salukis? Uh, uh, Southern Illinois. Southern Illinois. Yeah. Okay. So you got Huskies and in Eastern, the north. Eastern Illinois is in Charleston, <laughs> and Western Illinois. <laughs> I don't know. That's just a lot of stuff, yeah, man. Yeah. So you played all. Yeah, you played all the directional. I schools. played all the directional schools: Southern Illinois, <laughs> Western Illinois, uh, Northern Illinois, and Illinois State. <laughs> you didn't get the Eastern. No, uh, no, we didn't play. Didn't Eastern. Teddy Peterson, Peterson come from there? Yeah, he all he right. played at Eastern. All right, I was just wondering. All right, so I think defensively we got everybody going here. What about offensively, Chalucha? Are we yeah. ready to just flip over? Yeah, well, well let's take it. Uh, uh, Justin Simmons is good. Uh, and Kareem Jackson, their safeties are good. And yeah. Bryce Callahan uh, played for Vic Fangio in Chicago. And, uh, you know, he's uh, – uh, but they're, they're no longer the no-fly zone. Right. Uh, so let's go over the offensive line. Uh, you know – the offensive line is, uh, I think Lloyd Cushenberry is a little soft. Uh, Graham uh, Glasgow is uh, their best of offensive lineman. Uh, and uh, Dalton Reisner is a big body. Uh, and Garrett Bowles. Eh. Garrett Bowles is what? He's started every game, has he? Yeah. Not, I mean, he's already like three years in a row he's, he's – you know, started all the games. Yeah. Um, but the fact is, I think he's like one of the most penalized guys. Right. You know, he has issues with that. You know, if you're a man of the cloth, if you are one of those guys that can't seem to uh, stay on sides or has issues, I don't know how you can stay in the lineup. Right. You know, that's difficult. But he's a big guy. He's certainly, um, you know, when you look at this offensive line, they got some some big boys along the front end. Um, but, I, you know, they – Drew Locke is a guy who's mobile, right? Right. So it's not like he's going to get sacked a ton, but you never know. You might yeah. be able to light him up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you yeah. think Cushenberry could be a real weakness? I think uh, if you had to I say, should've... all right, left side of the line, right side of the line, which one do you attack? Uh, I attack uh, uh, the left side of the line. Left side of the line with Bowles? Yeah. All right. And D uh, Dalton Reisner. And Dalton, Dalton Reisner. Okay. Right. Well, the interesting thing will be to me if they can shut down the running attack. Yeah. I mean, Melvin Gordon, he had, what, 78 yards rushing right, last week? Right, right, Against the Titans. Philip Lindsay's got a toe issue. Yeah, Philip Lindsay uh, is hurt. Do you think they'll give him the boot like Herman Munster? Yeah. Or, well, from, uh, what was that? Turf toe. You know, he's got good vision, good cuts. I, I You know, he's uh, he's still alive. You know, he, I mean, uh, he's he's uh, maybe he's going to play. You think Philip Lindsay? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, guys like that, you got a toe, you know, and the guys, you know, you tape it up. Maybe they can play. Right. Guys today don't seem to play much with injuries. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know how effective, how how good that rushing attack will be. Melvin Gordon was a guy who. You know, the guy's had some good years. Yeah. And he was a good pass catcher as right, well. Right, right, right. I mean, the guy had the ability to snag the ball and, and do some good things with it when you get out in the open. But um, certainly it'll be interesting to see if uh, this offensive line uh, is as good as um, 
you know, is the Steelers' defensive line. Yeah, well, Munch, you know, Munch is a great coach. He is. Yeah. But he had problems with sacks last year, too, and, with these guys. And um, one of the things uh, that the guys love him. Right. Everybody There's, loves no, Munch. No question. Well, you yeah. love the guy because, number one, uh, the guy's been there and done that. Yeah. And you understand. He understands what goes on with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And one of the things I love about him is the fact that, uh, I watching him on the sidelines for so many years was the fact that you know he didn't he didn't create uh, tension and and confusion and emotion stuff like that. He was very good at calming the guys down, making sure everybody's on the same page right. and nobody got all wired up over something that happened. Just cool out, let's get it out, you know, in front of everybody. We diagram if you got a problem and let's address it, you know. And that's one of his greatest strengths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's. Uh cool operator yeah when you're a hall of famer too you yeah. got instant uh, street cred say amongst the yeah the guys, and, so. and, and, you know the steelers offensive line loved them and i i believe the denver broncos offensive line there's no question him. man yeah, you he, know how hard you play for guys that you love like yeah. that it's like less with blackie yeah all right we're, we're gonna take a break uh he's wolf i'm tunch and uh you're in the locker room and we'll be back with uh clyde uh, from Florida. Official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now here's Tunch and Wolf. So it's the final segment, and uh, we're talking about Melvin Gordon and Cortland Sutton, uh, Drew Locke's favorite uh, receiver. But right. last week, uh, Noah Fant was the favorite receiver of Drew Locke. Uh, Absolutely, they got five tight ends. Yeah, and remember Nick Vanette. Now we got three guys that yeah. were teammates last year because Nick Vanette Net. with uh, Anthony Chicolo and, and um, uh, Mark Barron. Mark Barron, thank you. I was yeah. like, ah, I couldn't remember the third one all yeah. of a sudden. I remember, so but the fact is, you had three guys. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting they got all three. Yeah, and uh, uh, Jake Butt uh, is the receipt, uh one of the tight ends, six six two fifty. You think uh, he's the butt? Of a lot of jokes. Yeah. Just saying. I come on, it's low hanging fruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. I had to. All right, let's you go to go the there. phones. Let's go to Clyde in Florida. Clyde, welcome to the locker room. Thanks, gentlemen. How are you this morning? Good. Fantabulous, brother. That's great. Hey, uh, I was listening to some of your conversations earlier and I was watching a game on Sunday and I had a chance to go back and look at it again. Uh and it, and it appeared to me that the right side of our offensive line uh, had some uh, challenges and and uh, with the uh, blocking schemes to where they weren't opening uh, too big of a holes for uh, our running backs, and Ben was rushing his throws up until the start of the two-minute warning. 
is that something that's going to be a challenge for us this Sunday with the makeshift offensive line due to the injuries? I, I don't think so, uh, Clyde. You know, one of the things is uh, when uh, you don't have any preseason games, you're rusty. Yeah, and you're rusty, and you don't know if you could play 60 minutes right. because of just the practice. And uh, as uh, uh, they went uh, uh, struggling for a while, they uh, they sp- completely solided up. Uh, as, they solidified uh, yeah, the, yeah. the second half. Yeah. The idea of this, Clyde, here's the whole thing about it. All the roughages stuff, the stuff that you do in the first preseason game, the right. first quarter, that happened early on. Right. Then it, they got a little bit better, you know, and it's like moving into the second preseason game. And then they got a little bit better once they went two-minute offense at the end of the first half. Uh, they came out and they were a little bit flat because they hadn't come in and out. People think we're kidding when we talk about the importance of in the game three of being in our day of preseasons, of being able to go into the locker room, Rest, reload, then learn to fire it back up and come out and get the job done. Well, preseason game number four. Right, exactly. Well, even three, we would sometimes play into the third quarter. So the point is, you got to learn how to mentally activate after being down through a 12 minute or back in our day, it was a 20 minute uh, halftime. So this is just something that it's a normal thing that you would expect. I would expect that these guys are going to be closer to playing how they finished the game than how they started the game. So Clyde, you know, one of the uh, uh, things that happened in the third preseason game, we were out after the half and uh, uh, Chuck wanted to win the game. And so Ron Blackledge, our offensive line coach, came uh, the, the big kahuna came up to us and he right. said, Warm up, you guys are going back into the game. This is the middle of the fourth quarter. And, We'd already shut it and, down. And and so uh, uh, Chuck wants to win this game. And so when the media asked him, why did you put the starting uh, offensive line back in the game? He said, winning begets winning. Right. And that's exactly what it was about. Of course, we were like going, are you kidding me? <laughs> but we did it. Well, yeah, that that's that's true of Chuck. He was he was a great coach, and you know he he did quite well for the Steelers during. Yeah, his I would say there. so. Yeah, I would have to say those two, four and six years, nobody's going to beat that uh, thing in a long time. I'll say this too, Clyde. He's a man that changed the trajectory of my life. Really did. Right. Me I mean, too. Same with Tunch. You know, I mean, the two of us together, we could sit here and say our lives were greatly enhanced by association with Chuck Knoll. He was a tremendous man. Well, that's that's good to hear. A lot of the books I read about Chuck, uh, you know, since he passed, uh, it, it delved into things of that nature, and um, I'm very grateful to have an association with the city of Pittsburgh and the Steelers during those years, and uh, really turned me into a true fan of the of the Steelers, and that. So I really appreciate that. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Anything else, brother? All right, no, I just wanted to say it's a good thing that. Uh, you guys are, are, are getting back into the groove of things and sounding a lot more enthusiastic about this team because I, I feel very strongly like you do. This is a special year, and uh, I, I, I got my, my eyes set on, on, on a lot of things in the head of us in January and February. Don't look too far ahead. One game at a time, baby. One game at a time, brother. <laughs> you show sure right, for this game. That's it. Yeah, and uh, uh, and Clyde, 
you got to uh, show up and cheer for this game. <laughs> All right. We will We will be cheering. You should see my uh, den area. The wife doesn't even sit in the room with me anymore during the Steelers game. She's <laughs> somewhere else. Oh, that's awesome. Well, make sure so, you keep uh, the mojo rolling. I'm going to try my best, and you guys do the same. Talk to you later. Have All right. Day. Thanks All for right. the call, brother. Yeah, we are God fired up. We are fired. We sure are. Take care. All right, yeah. man. Thank for the thank you for the call, Clyde. God yes. bless you, buddy. Amen. Yeah. All right. So Chalooch, yeah. As to what we had talked about earlier, you said they're going to play Renegade, and I was like, nah, I don't know. You know what? I would agree. Now I've been reading about what went on down in uh, New Orleans, right? When you had Tampa Bay, you had yeah. the Saints down there, and you know they said like during some breaks they had nothing. There was no no noise whatsoever, right? And they said it was like a glorified practice right and chris godwin the receiver said you know it's really on the incumbent on the player to make sure he gets himself hyped you know get those mental rpms right, going right, 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 to right. make sure that if a big play happens you got to bring that excitement because otherwise it melts down into the drudgery of a practice and you can't have that i would play renegade each quarter <laughs> I would. I would. Be, we've never heard it fired off more than twice, have we? Right, right. No. Yeah, one time it was twice. I play Renegade in the first quarter, in the second quarter, <laughs> in the third quarter, and that's, in the fourth that's quarter. That's why you can't get anywhere near the Renegade button, right? Because right, right. they wouldn't let you. But the fact is, it was interesting to me because, I, again, reading this, Byron yeah. Leftwich. You remember Byron was here. He was a right. quarterback. He's now the quarterback coach or was He's offensive, offensive coordinator, coordinator for Tampa, Tampa Bay. He was communicating with Brady out on the field without a headset. I right. mean, he could yell out to him on the field. That's how quiet it was. Right. So this is going to be interesting because, again, as some of the players alluded to, this is this can become a drudgery of, you know, just slogging through a practice if you're not mentally getting into it because there is nothing uh, outside the realm of what occurs on the field that gives them brings any juice. So – Without headsets, uh, does the other team hear what you're they say, saying? They say you can hear everything. Right. The conversations. Like if you just went crazy and started threatening guys like you used to back in the day when right. I'd have to tell you, shut up and quit right. doing that. Yeah. <laughs> quit wasting your air. Get in the huddle here. <laughs> I, I I didn't do that. You got a little over emotional. Yeah, you know, it's that Turkish in you comes yeah, out. Yeah, that that the Turkish intensity. Exactly. So, yeah. look, Chaluch, I really think that one of the keys is going to be about starting the game where they left off last week's game. Right, right, that's right, a, right. What that's what we need. Hopefully, that's, that's we the need. process we're going to take. Yeah, I I agree, uh, Wolf. You you got to come out of the gate fast. Last week we didn't come out of the gate right. fast. But we come came out of the gate in the third quarter. It was like slogging your way through a yeah. preseason, as we've often and referenced. So the the uh, uh, last drive on the second half, there there was a touchdown pass right. to James Washington, and that set the tone. It did. But again, I go back to when they came out because they they received the kickoff the first or their first drive of the second half was a three and out. Yeah, you know, and again. People talk about, you know, okay, 
What's the big deal? You go in at halftime. Well, you know what? You have to learn that process of shutting it down right. and firing the engine back up to reload. Right. And that, I think, was just something that, that happened. I mean, yeah, it came out and they didn't look very good. You so, got to set the tone. Exactly. And you I think that's going to happen this week. Right, right, right. And uh, Chuck would say, and Blackie would say, <laughs> set the tone. Set the tone. Yeah. Do you remember the one time we were practicing Ted Peterson? Set yeah, the tone. Yeah, set yeah. the tone. Remember, Blackie wrote one, it on the chalkboard. Yeah, set the tone. Show, set the tone. And, and, and the first one I want. And he fanned it. And then the one I want. Yeah, Ted Peterson. <laughs> he goes, that's not setting that's the tone. That's the tone. Touch, get up there. Set the tone. All right. Uh, oh. well, we're out of time. Uh, thank you, uh, Jacob, you do a great job. That was uh, a nice job today, uh, young man. thank you, Rob King, yes. uh, for coming uh, on board with us. And he's Wolf Amtunch, and you are in the locker room. We're going to play the game uh, Sunday. Sunday at Here 1 o'clock. Here we go, baby. Yeah. So I am excited about it. And by the way, one of the things you got to make sure to do is make sure you got your snack rations and your mojinators set aside so that when kickoff comes, that you uh, are able to mojinate. God bless you. God bless you. There you go.